Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Reptile Living Room. In this episode, we actually uh, attended the 2011 Reptile Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we caught up with Ryan Jarosic of Jarosic Park Reptiles. You may remember him from our chameleon interview on Herp Chat. Well, he's got another project, and boy, is it smoking. Guys, I can't tell you. There's going to be a couple slideshow pictures of uh, the Pictus geckos he's working with, but man... He's got some incredible work going on. So we uh, decided to catch up with him at the show and uh, talk to him about how he got started in this Pictus Gecko project. So without further ado, here is Ryan Jarosic of Jarosic Park Reptiles. Okay, so we're here with uh, Ryan Jarosic of Jarosic Park Reptiles. And uh, I want to talk to you about the uh, Pictus Geckos that we started breeding recently. Yeah. So where, how did you get in? I mean, because I know you for chameleons and leopard geckos. Now all of a sudden you're doing Pictus Geckos. Where did that come from? Uh, the way we got into those is uh, Lisa was walking by a table at a reptile show and decided she liked them. Oh, so, okay. So we bought, the we, we, bought three, yeah, <laughs> we bought three or four of them and just kind of became interested in them. They're just a fun, another little gecko to work with. And, okay. And then some genetics became involved and you noticed there's some xanthic pictus out there. So so we got into the genetics side of it. And, okay. Now, something recently happened that you uh, discovered with uh, the breeding, per se. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I've noticed on the, our xanthic morphs, we get a super high rate of, uh, of males. We get about 99.9% males. Okay. The, uh, I've uh, did about produced about 15 or 16 last year and didn't notice any females. Mm-hmm. Didn't think really much of it. Just right. thought, okay, there, those were the odds. And this year I did another 30 and I've got one female. Okay. 30. But the, the hets seem to be at the temp- uh, I mean, incubated at the same temperatures. Right. The hets seem to produce many more females than Really? I, I get a ton of head females. I get huh. a, cu- a couple males here and there on the heads, but right. for some reason, I don't know if it's the, the group I'm working with or what it is, but um, I've heard from another uh, person who works with them that they've uh-huh. basically had the same results. Wow. So now I'm going to actually start testing some things next year and see. I'm going to start playing with incubating at a, lo- a lot lower temperature. Uh-huh. Uh, this year, I was about five degrees cooler okay. than last year, and I had the same exact results. So All I'm right. going to try room temperature. I'm going to go for you know cool, hot. Right. To see what I can, what happens. Now, how, many, a little bit. how many uh, eggs do they lay at a time, typically? About two. About two eggs. So yeah, it's but, they, like but it's gecko. like every two or three weeks. They just. Oh wow! Yeah, really? they're they breed. They'll breed themselves to death. So you have no to really kidding. let them first. You got to wait until they're big enough because they'll breed oh, sure. very young too. Um, oh, okay. And you can they'll they'll overproduce to the point to where they just shut down. And then wow. uh, so you got to let them lay three or four clutches, um, and then remove the male. And okay. They'll lay a couple more after that. And, Nice. With, with just a few pick this, you can do a lot of them, mm-hmm. but you end up losing a lot of the, the breeders. And the first year I did it, I made the mistake. I didn't realize they were going to be like they were. Right, and, right. Uh, so I, we lost a lot of our females and set us back. Oh, we okay. just, just kind of over, overdid them. Okay. Yeah. Now, what kind of color morphs are we working with currently? Right now, I don't know if there. I know there's a few official ones out there, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, and and maybe some more in Europe and stuff. But right now, the only official color morph I'm working with is uh, Xanthic. Okay. So and um, but I have some other. I have a a group I like to call the red group. Okay. They kind of had a red color to them. Um, I don't know if there's anything genetic about it. Right. Or if it's just maybe a locale or okay. something like that. So just playing along with that, we have some. Uh, uh, something I'm calling a super stripe okay. or like a perfect stripe or I don't really have a name for it it's just right. the stripe is absolutely amazing down its back Out, 
outline with two black lines on the out, on the outside of it, and it's oh, wow. unlike anything I've ever I've ever seen. So nice. we're gonna start breeding that one in a few more months. Uh, he's definitely at the size, the biggest pictus I've ever seen. Okay, and so he's getting ready to rock and roll real soon. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So is that gonna be something that's ready for um, like Pomona or? Uh, no, it's gonna I'll, or next year. You know, maybe Pomona. Maybe, maybe Pomona. Maybe, okay. Maybe Pomona. I may have something to show by then. Okay. But I have the Galt. Oh, you know, there's uh, there's an Anry uh, group too. There's like a snow snow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, cool. They do. I don't know if it's if, if what I have what I'm working with is officially the snow, but I've bought them as that. But they do turn a little bit of brown at okay. night, and they kind of. But when they are, I don't know if you'd call it fired up, fired down, right. mostly white with the you know oh, okay. dark, dark lines and stuff. Right. Really cool looking, no matter what. So yeah, definitely. Another phase, if not a morph. Okay. All right. And uh, you recently got into ball pythons as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Genetics got me. Bit me again. <laughs> so what was it about the genetics that got you this time? It's just being able to put two things together and create something that looks completely unrelated to the unrelated, other two. Right. Or, or a mix of the two. It's just... Okay. It's what got us into the leopard geckos and, and you know, a lot of the other things we work with. Right, right. Very cool, man. Yeah. And as always, you're making a great showing here at uh, the Las Vegas Reptile Expo. How has the show treated you this weekend? It's been great. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, they topped last uh, last October, and I can't, awesome. wait, can't wait till October when they do it again. And, yeah. and it's Vegas. You can't beat it. You really can't. <laughs> you know, gambling, yeah. reptiles, free food. You know, what, yeah. what else do you need? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, 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 I know you're busy. We'll let you get back to work. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so there you have it, folks. That was Ryan Jurosik talking about his Pictus geckos, his ball pythons that he's working with, a lot of genetic stuff going on there to work with to see. <clears throat> and once again, folks, we can't stress it enough. Go to Vegas and see the darn show. It is awesome. It's off the freaking hook already. Come on. Get out. Go do some gambling. Bring the wife, the kids, the pets, the dogs, the reptiles, you know, whatever you want. Just bring everything. So come hang out in Vegas with us. Uh, the next show is in October. You can go to GetReptiles.com to uh, get some more information on that. And, of course, we'll be announcing it on the show and putting it up on the blog. We always look forward to hearing from you. And definitely check out Ryan's new website, uh, JurassicParkReptiles.com. He's going to have some shirts for sale, which are rocking. It's got the uh, skeleton outline of the chameleon going on. Very cool design that he actually did himself. Can't wait so I can get some. But that's it for now thank you for tuning in to the reptile living room as always and we will see you next week